What is up? Steel Studies. Happy Smooth Jam Saturday here on the Steel Study and another Steelers Saturday mailbag episode number 218, season two, January 29th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, where we slow things down a bit, I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. It's a lot of fun for me to do that, and we got a great one for you today. We're going to talk off-season. We're going to talk quarterback room, and we're going to talk Big Ben first ballot. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. Would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles, drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com, and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Let's make that happen like we're about to do today. And please also check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site. Our podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. We record every Tuesday at the dark hour of 5 a.m. and publish between 6 and 6.30. So you want to check that out. Jim is super insightful, having covered the team since 1995. And you don't want to miss it. Check it out. It's linked in the show notes. So let's jump into it. We got a couple great comments here that I'm going to go through. The first one's going to come from Marcus Ock. Marcus, thank you for hitting me up. This was a comment directly on the site. Appreciate it. I don't have a location for Marcus, but Marcus, my gratitude to you. And Marcus is talking offseason here for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Marcus says, I believe we need a stud center for our first pick. We have two QBs in-house right now. Time to play them or cut them loose. I see a major need at middle linebacker, preferably one that's 6'4", 250, that roams the middle. A Vander Esch? If two is not going to return, then a D lineman, then a no lineman. It's a lot to unpack there. Marcus, thanks for sharing your insights. Appreciate it very much. Stud center, I mean, it's it's obvious and evident that we have a need there. Kendrick Green didn't work out the way we thought he would. We thought he'd at least be serviceable as a starter, but that didn't hold true. And it looks like Green's going to be given an opportunity at guard. You have J.C. Hassenauer, but he is what he is. He's going to be average. There's talk about Tyler Lindenbaum, but there are concerns about his size. So potentially that could be a pick. Then, Marcus, you talk about two QBs in-house right now, time to play them or cut them loose. They are going to get the opportunity to play. There's no question about that, but what can they produce? I think both Rudolph and Haskins, what you're looking at is average play. They've got to have a strong supporting cast around them in order for them to be successful. That has to happen. These aren't guys who are going to be able to put the team on their shoulders and lead them unless they have some explosion in development this offseason. And then in terms of a middle linebacker, you say preferably one that's 6'4", 240, roams the middle like a Vander Esch. 
think Van Der Esch may be a free agent this year, but he did have, or he has had, a lot of injuries that he struggled with. I'm on the fence about middle linebacker early in the first round just because I think they may be a bit gun-shy after that Devin Bush pick. It's definitely one of the priority needs that I identified. I just don't know if they would go there right away. And there's probably still some element of hope. They're holding out hope that Devin Bush can rebound from that ACL tear and get the confidence back in his play. So I do believe that they're going to address middle linebacker. I'm just not certain that's going to be in the early rounds. And then in terms of Stephon Tuitt, if he's not going to return, then a defensive lineman, and then you say an O-lineman, to its availability or return to the team will have a big impact in terms of what this team does in free agency in the draft. If Tuit isn't returning, it's going to elevate that need there pretty significantly. Otherwise, you're going to have more of what you saw last year. And not only that, but you have to start preparing someone, grooming someone, because Cameron Hayward is going to be 33, and he can't play at the high level he is forever. So that could push that defensive line position to being up there in terms of priority. And then finally, O-line, no question. Really, O-line, D-line for me are the 1A, 1B of this draft. It just depends on the value at pick 20, who's there and who's plug and play right away in terms of those players. So... That's my take on that. But Marcus, thank you so much. Great comment there. A question here from Kirk out of Maryland. And it's just this simple. It says, Big Ben, first ballot. Kirk, yeah. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think there's any question about that. Some people argue that the Super Bowls, he wasn't the MVP. He was a game manage- manager. I'd beg to differ those three playoff games leading up to the the first Super Bowl in 05. He just played out of his mind, especially that Denver game. A lot of people don't recall that. And not only that, but just consistency. 18 years, one team, the types of plays that he made, how he created with his legs, his escapability. You know, going back and rewatching some of his film recently after the news of the re- retirement, I don't think I ever truly appreciated how profoundly good he was in his prime. You know, right now we're enamored with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but Big Ben was supremely mobile in his early days and could sling it on the move. And it's frustrating now for defenses because they can't get to Mahomes and bring him down, and he connects on a big pass downfield. Roethlisberger used to do that consistently. So, yes, Big Ben, first bout Hall of Famer. Anybody who says differently has an axe to grind. And then next up, Douglas Prosterog, one of our frequent commenters from Twitter. Dropped a couple of comments here terms of our off-season analysis. Douglas, thanks so much, man. 
I appreciate you more than you know your consistent engagement with the site. So thank you. So Douglas has a few things to say in terms of the running back room. He says a solid room. Would like to see Mac, that's Anthony McFarlane, get a few more snaps, but not going to lose any sleep about it. So as long as they have Harris and a solid backup, Snell for now, it'll be fine. Good points. In terms of McFarlane getting more snaps, I could see your point there. He hasn't had a lot of opportunities because he's been injured, and even when he was healthy, he didn't get a lot of touches. But again, I just don't see it from him, and I haven't seen it from him since his arrival with the team. Just doesn't look like a natural runner, and I think he's going to be given the opportunity to compete, and unless he can show something, I think... I don't know if he's going to make it out of camp, I think they're going to be looking for a back in the third down mold, that speedy type back a la Darren Sproles. Again, that's very difficult to find. And then your point about Benny Snell for now being the backup. If they could find somebody on the cheap, sure, get a little bit of cap savings, maybe an undrafted guy, bring a lot of players into to camp to compete. Maybe you can find somebody. But Benny is proven. He knows the system. He's been okay. He's been serviceable. Maybe a little bit below what we expected from him when he was drafted in the fourth round. All that talk about Benny Snell football. And then Douglas also writes, QB room for 2022. Can't be any worse than 2017. I can live with Rudolph, Haskins, and a random draft pick. Pretty sure there's no QB here to be found, but perhaps a couple of solid starter and a year types. Douglas, I'm going to disagree with you. I think there is talent to be found in this year's quarterback draft class. I don't think they're, I think they're being unfairly criticized. And I'll go back to what I said earlier this week. And that's if there's one position that GMs in the NFL consistently missed on its evaluating quarterback talent via the NFL draft for whatever reason. It's hard to project that position out. And you just don't know with these guys. We're going to learn a lot more in between now and the actual draft, the combine, their their pro days. But I'm not shutting the door on any of these guys. A lot of athleticism in this group. That's something that Tomlin is looking for, that mobility component. And so we'll have to see how that transpires. But I fully believe that they they like a quarterback in this year's draft and that they will pursue one. Who will it be? We have to find out. And Marcus, Kirk, and Douglas, thank you. Appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for making this Saturday Steelers mailbag possible. Appreciate it. And that is it. The conclusion, the wrap-up of this edition of the study session. My gratitude to you. Appreciate you guys. I hope you have a phenomenal weekend. Make sure you check out the Still Study podcast today. Wexel and I will be back Tuesday of next week on his site for a new episode of the Still City Insider Podcast. Check it out. And we'll be getting into the defense next week. The defensive side of the ball in terms of 
needs and draft and free agency. I'll be evaluating all those positions. Please check it out. Share with your family and friends. Let's connect. Have a wonderful weekend, y'all. Peace.